0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to one of the most exciting podcasts on the air anywhere in the free world. This podcast will change the way you look at entertainment. We call it Hitting the Mark. My name is Ray Carr, along with Cindy Verbalin, and the star of our show, the amazing Jeffrey Mark. I must really be amazing if I can jump over rivers with a mighty course and bend Locomotives in my bare hands and I'm really bark bent, a dog who works for Daily Planet. Wow, I just sound incredible. I can't wait to hear what I say today. Jeffrey, you once made a mistake just to see what it felt like. (laughs) I make mistakes all the time. Nobody knows that. You're you're that good. Some some of my best successes have come out of some of my biggest mistakes. Hmm. The only mistake is not trying, you know? Making a mistake or failing, it's part of getting better. And we're going to talk about someone, and I, I, this is not uh, phony, who really helped me to get better. My friend, Jack Riley. Jack, for those of you who like who, or oh, that name sounds familiar, Jack Riley is probably best known for playing on the original Bob Newhart show the 1970s version where he was a psychologist in chicago jack played his craziest client mr carl jack was also the star of attack of the of tomatoes he was just about every mel brooks movie ever made except for the original producers he was uh, an original regular and writer on latin and uh, he made a ton of money being stewed pickles on the wrong and uh, it was my honor, it was my pleasure to go to Jack's house in Beverly Hills. Uh, he lives in an area called the Beverly Flats where Beverly Hills kinds of kind of meets West Hollywood. And I was writing and producing with my uh, partner at the time, Rob Corsini, a documentary about the Bob Newhart show. Now, I, I had loved the show and really felt that Jack stole the show every time he was on. I was such an admirer of his comedy time. And I thought the only wrong note on that show about Jack is they played him off as being kind of unattractive. And I thought, this is a very handsome man. I, I don't know why they're, it doesn't fit the character. He's almost too good looking for it. But I go to his house and we begin talking. He was thrilled that I knew all about his career because I never ever work for notes. If I'm gonna interview someone, It's in my head, I have it. I don't sit there and read off of stuff. And we were probably a half an hour into the interview, meaning I was interviewing him on camera and his video portion would be edited into the documentary. He just looks at me and asks me how to do it. I'm having so much fun with you. Can we have dinner tonight together? "Uh, Yeah, of course. I can't even tell you where we went. That first time. We have in life, I think, more than one soul. Need. We meet people who are terribly important to us. There is an instant chemistry. We get each other. We can almost read each other's minds. Now, if you've been a fan of this show at all, you know that my long-term partner, Joel Kaden, passed away two years ago. We were together for 47 but we lived on different coasts, and I was free to have other relationships, as was me. Very quickly, it became obvious to us that what we were doing was beyond just being palsy wowsy, just being buddies. But what that was, we didn't know. And we didn't really discuss it. It didn't seem important. We just Spent a great deal of time together. Jack was a member of a group called Yarny's Army. And one of these weeks, we're going to have a whole hour about that group. And Jack threw a party because he was appearing at the Pasadena Playhouse in a Stephen Sondheim musical The Carol Lawrence. And uh, to wrap up the show, he had a party. Johnny Crawford from the Rifleman was there with his group playing music. Carol was there singing. I sang a couple of songs. And there were some guys there from the Army. Chuck McCann was there. I think Peter Marshall was there. Howard Morris was there. And um, he introduced me to them. That's how I got into Yard Museum. He introduced me to Carol Lawrence. That's how she and I became friends. And just over the course of time, we found ourselves in each other's company more and more often. Uh, there were times in our friendship where I lived in Los Angeles. There were times where I was touring the world, entertaining, and wasn't around very much. And then I moved to the desert. But Jack was a constant in that. In fact, Jack is the one who sponsored me membership at the Friars Club. So because of Jack Riley, I got into the Friars Club and was accepted, and got into the Army's Army and was accepted. Jack began to have problems walking. It was so insidious because it was so small. He would trip. His foot would get tired. He, he'd be a little off balance. And Jack was in great shape. So physically, it wasn't like he was the sick old man. Jack Jack looked good naked. That's all I can put it. He was in good shape. But this thing began to dog at him. And uh, he went to doctors who told him he had MS. Uh, He wouldn't take the diagnosis and he wouldn't take the medication for the diagnosis. Jack went all over the country. People didn't know this. I don't think his own children knew this. He kept it so on the QT. He went to the Mayo Clinic. He went to every doctor in Beverly Hills. I went with him to some of the doctors. He was looking for a diagnosis, a treatable diagnosis, other than multiple sclerosis. And doctor after doctor told him the same thing. He just wouldn't accept it. So you see someone you love getting something he won't deal with. First, Jack had to use a cane to steady himself. Uh, he began to avoid steps and used elevator. After a while, sometimes he needed two cakes that kind of thing. And I was concerned. Jack lived by himself in a lovely house, but it had no protections for someone who was tripping and falling. There were no guardrails to hold on to. There was nobody there to take care of. We had a couple of conversations about how I might be able. He didn't want to make a decision. This is where I hope it gets funny, and hopefully you understand the love. I was having dinner at his house. I cooked. And I was cleaning up the dishes, and Jack excused himself to go use the bathroom. In Jack's house, there was a long hallway where the main bathroom was, and then three bedrooms and another bath. Down a long hallway. He used the the bathroom closest to the dining room. And he finished his business and came out. And started to fall. And there was nothing for him to do but hit the pavement. I couldn't allow that to happen. So I ran and grabbed Jack. And I grabbed him under the arms. And the first bedroom down that hallway was right across in the bathroom. And I dragged him with my arms under his armpits. Onto the bed of the bedroom right across. I throw both of us on the bed. So now we're lying on the bed, his head is on my chest. Our legs are dangling off the end of the bed. And once I made sure he was all right, the two of us began to laugh at how stupid this looked, how clumsy it was and, and how my rescue was as clumsy as his father was. And we're laughing and laughing and he's still, I'm still holding him, his head is on my chest. And I get that sense. Do you ever get a sense that you're being looked at? And I turned uh-huh. my left, and there was Jack's very handsome, look-alike son, Brian, standing in the doorway staring at me. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. your mind goes into overdrive. What do I say here? I turned to Brian and I said, Brian, this isn't what it looks like. And Brian, <laughs> Jeffrey, it is exactly what it looks like. And I approve, carrying and walked away. Huh. That got a conversation started between Jack and me. What do we do? What do we do about Brian? But also, what do we do? I, I don't want to talk about what the conversation entailed. It's, it's terribly private between the two of us. But the bottom line to it was... And I'm not blaming anyone. This is how the conversation went. Jack's two perhaps closest show business friends were two funny, nice Irish comedians, Chuck McKenna and uh, Ronnie Schell. Um, Ronnie Schell? Ronnie Schell, yes. You mean the voice of Peter Puck? Yes. (laughs) And... and (laughs) Oh, that's funny. On so many levels, you have no idea. Um, and I said I said to Jack, look, you know, we spend a great deal of time with Ronnie and a great deal of time with Chuck. What if they start giving you baloney about the two of us being more than buddies? And he said, Jeff, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle their homophobia if that happened. I said, well, then we need to not have me live with you and we need to keep this private between us, Brian knows, great. And that's where we leave it, And that's where we left it. Um, There was a period of time there in Hollywood. If you saw one of us, you saw the other. We were at plays together. We were at nightclubs together. Uh, We went to uh, John Rivers. He and I and Fred Willard went to see John Rivers together. Fred was in and around us a lot because Jack just adored Fred Willard. We had everything, dinners, shopping. Jack was perhaps the most generous human being I've ever personally met. He would think nothing. If you were out to dinner one night, and he liked the waiter or the server, male or female, and food was delicious and he was having a good time and he kind of took a spark in their personality. If the bill was a hundred dollars, Jack would think nothing of leaving the $50. Just because he knew that the server was struggling He'd had a good time. To him, it was worth it. That's who Jack was. We also began performing together. Jack and I put together a night act. Um, I had already been singing with the Jack Sheldon Quartet for years. Jack joined us. Jack and I eventually became their intermission act. When they took a break from their act, we came in and did piano and voice. Jack was a regular guest on my KRLA radio show in Los Angeles. We would just we would just each kept feeding the other a better life while his health was deteriorating. Now you haven't even asked a question yet. I've been a here about my friend Jack Riley. What would you like to know? This is hitting the mark. I am Cindy Verbalin with Ray Carr and our star, the Mark Jeffrey Mark.